what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good? Hello, welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. If you are not currently subscribed to this podcast and you are brand new, you're going to want to do that. (laughs) I also recommend copying the link to podcast episodes that you love and sharing them with friends. Sharing is caring and it's actually super easy to do so with content like this and you never know what wisdom nugget someone is going to need. And so when you get that inspiration and something is just lighting a fire in your soul, make sure that you also share that with a friend. So today I am going to give you a wisdom prescription. So fun, right? Like just like you would go to the doctor and get a prescription, I am going to give you a wisdom prescription. This is something that has been so profound in my own life and extremely life-giving and transformative. It is also something that I prescribe to many of my clients as led by the Spirit of God when it comes up in sessions, but it is something that without fail, like this is legit a fail-proof plan, without fail, this blows people's minds. (laughs) Certain things are just highlighted to them. And it just radically changes how they show up and what they start to experience in their life. So if that sounds good to you, keep on listening. All right. So first and foremost, we got to lay some groundwork here. Okay. So what does the word of God say about wisdom? A couple of things. There is no limit to the wisdom that you can receive. I've heard it said this way before, and I know by personal experience this is true, but when you hunger after or pursue things in the world and you achieve them, you are full. However, in the kingdom of God, when you hunger after things of the kingdom and you pursue the kingdom of God, your hunger increases. Like you're never satisfied. You're just hungry for more. And it is so, so powerful because you just unlock different things and different mysteries every day. So your hunger increases. You actually are inspired to keep seeking, to keep pursuing God. Super cool. Okay. But it says this about wisdom in James 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. So I know I'm somebody that has a value for wisdom that I don't feel like I could ever, ever, that I don't feel like I could ever have, there we go, enough wisdom. And I absolutely want that. And I want to operate under the influence of wisdom, whether that's with myself and the life decisions that I make and what I'm thinking about, how I'm focusing, whether that's with other people that I'm in relationship, whether that's with the work that I'm doing, 
whatever I am pursuing or getting involved in, I want wisdom, right? Not all good things are God things. And I don't want to be caught up doing a whole bunch of things that the Lord is not building. It is not fun for me (laughs) anymore. So we can ask for wisdom and God will give it generously without reproach, without judgment, right? Without shame. James 3.17 says, but the wisdom from above is first pure then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. So when you are receiving wisdom from heaven, that is what it's like to experience it. It's pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. I don't know about you, but even think about a friend that you might have that speaks wisdom into your life. That's what it feels like. You leave their presence feeling uplifted, feeling encouraged, feeling inspired, feeling lighter somehow. And that's what it's like to be a receiver of the wisdom from heaven. Okay. Proverbs 3 says this, blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding for the gain from her wisdom is better than gain from silver and her profit is better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. So I love to constantly remind myself that God leads in ways of pleasantness and peace right? Often, if I am driving or if I am forcing or if I'm pushing or if I'm trying to manipulate outcomes, really, (laughs) by leaning on my own understanding and not trusting God, I am not flowing in wisdom, okay? So that's a really good self-check. Proverbs 1-7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction, So if I want to start getting wisdom, how do I do it? Fear the Lord. And fear is not I'm afraid of God, but it's an honor. It's a reverence. It's prioritizing God. It's it's letting God sit on the throne versus yourself. Okay? Proverbs 19 says, Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. And lastly, Ephesians 5. There's so many scriptures on wisdom, okay? Ephesians 5 says this, look carefully then how you walk, not as the unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil, as we can clearly see. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And you understand one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time, what the will of God is. When you are actively pursuing God and his will for your life, you begin to Start understanding that, right? Because you'll receive from God. You'll read God's word. A piece of God's word will be highlighted to you. You'll follow that instruction in your life and you'll get feedback and you'll see, ooh, did that go well? Did I align with that? Did I not? Where can I make an adjustment? And you'll start building in your wisdom, in your knowledge, in your understanding of God and his will for your life. Super, super powerful, okay? I hope you understand that. Now, I wanted to share something. Uh, Let me grab it here. Proverbs 1. Okay. I want to just read this very first proverb to you. This is all about wisdom. And the prescription that I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you after this. Okay. 
But here is what it is. This is Proverbs 1 coming from the Passion Translation. Just listen to this scripture alone, okay? Here are kingdom revelations, words to live by, and words of wisdom given to empower you to reign in life written as Proverbs by Israel's King Solomon, David's son. Within these sayings will be found the revelation of wisdom and the impartation of spiritual understanding. Use them as keys to unlock the treasures of true knowledge. Those who cling to these words will receive discipline to demonstrate wisdom in every relationship and to choose what is right and just and fair. These proverbs will give you great skill to teach the immature and make them wise, to give youth the understanding of their design and destiny. For the wise, these proverbs will make you even wiser. And for those with discernment, you will be able to acquire brilliant strategies for leadership. These kingdom revelations will break open your understanding to unveil the deeper meaning of parables, poetic riddles, and epigrams, and to unravel the words and enigmas of the wise. We cross the threshold of true knowledge when we live in obedient devotion to God. Stubborn know-it-alls will never stop to do this, for they scorn true wisdom and knowledge. Pay close attention, my children, to your father's wise words, and never forget your mother's instructions. For their insight will bring you success, adorning you with grace-filled thoughts and giving you reins to guide your decisions. When peer pressure compels you to go with the crowd and sinners invite you to join in, you must simply say no. When the gang says we're going to steal and kill and get away with it, we'll take down the rich and rob them. We'll swallow them up alive and take what we want from whomever we want. Then we'll take their treasures and fill our homes with loot. So come on and join us. Take your chance with us. We'll divide up all we get. We'll each end up with big bags of cash. My son, refuse to go with them and stay far away from them. For crime is their way of life and bloodshed their specialty. To be aware of their snare is the best way of escape. They'll resort to murder to steal their victims' assets, but eventually it will be their own lives that are ambushed. In their ungodly disrespect for God, they bring destruction on their own lives. Wisdom's praises are sung in the streets and celebrated far and wide, yet wisdom's song is not always heard in the halls of higher learning but in the hustle and bustle of everyday life. Its lyrics can always be heard above the din of the crowd. You will hear wisdom's warning as she preaches courageously to those who stop to listen. Foolish ones, how much longer will you cling to your deception? How much longer will you mock wisdom, you cynical scorners who fight the facts? Come back to your senses and be restored to reality. Don't even think about refusing my rebuke. Don't you know that I'm ready to pour out my spirit of wisdom upon you and bring to you the revelation of my words that will make your heart wise? I've called to you over and over. Still, you refuse to come to me. 
I've pleaded with you again and again, yet you've turned a deaf ear to my voice. Because you've laughed at my counsel and have insisted on continuing in your stubbornness, I will laugh when your calamity comes and will turn away from you at the time of your disaster. Make a joke of my advice, will you? Then I'll make a joke out of you. When the storm clouds of terror gather over your head, when the dread and distress consume you and your catastrophe comes like a hurricane, you will cry out to me, but I won't answer. Then it will be too late to expect my help. When desperation drives you to search for me, I will be nowhere to be found. Because you have turned up your nose at me and closed your eyes to the facts and refused to worship me in awe, because you scoffed at my wise counsel and laughed at my correction. Now you will eat the bitter fruit of your own ways. You've made your own bed, now lie in it. So how do you like that? Like an idiot, you've turned away from me and chosen destruction instead. Your self-satisfied smugness will kill you, but the one who always listens to me will live undisturbed, will live undisturbed in a heavenly peace. Free from fear, confident and courageous, that one will rest unafraid and sheltered from the storms of life. Holy Moses. Guys, this is just Proverbs 1 in the Passion Translation. From this alone, <laughs> it is highlighting so much. It's bringing conviction, gentle conviction of where you might need to make course corrections. So, so powerful. This is the empowerment to reign in life, to lead your life well, to have a clear course and to avoid danger and destruction. It's so powerful. We don't need a huge catastrophe in our lives in order to wake up. It takes that for some people because they're resisting these inner promptings of wisdom, of Holy Spirit, and going their own path, going their own way. But that leads to destruction, right? So my wisdom prescription, before I get into an exercise real quick with you all, is to read a proverb a day. Read a proverb a day. If you have no idea where to start in reading God's word, read a proverb a day. And I specifically am going to recommend the Passion Translation. My why for this is I am somebody that loves clarity. I am somebody that really values direct communication. I am somebody that doesn't want people and doesn't enjoy when people enable bad behavior or just agree, you know, just people that are agreeable. I learn the most from people that are willing to confront, to speak truth, and to be direct. Yes, loving and gentle, their motive should be from love. <laughs> and not like a sledgehammer, but I want the truth. I, I really value that. And the word of God says those that are wise will really enjoy feedback, will enjoy hearing instruction from others, but those that are foolish won't even receive it. They'll reject it immediately. So read. The wisdom prescription is this. Start, look at your calendar, decide when you're going to start, but decide to actively read a proverb a day, okay? The wisdom prescription in this, again, I'm recommending the Passion Translation. The wisdom prescription in this is that you are going to journal and write down specifically the verses that are being highlighted for you. Now, I read the Proverbs often. You can live in the Proverbs. I read them often, and every year that I've done this, different nuggets, different gold nuggets of wisdom 
are highlighted to me for the season that I'm in, right? Or I'm given different strategy to course correct and to really lead my life uprightly, right? It guides me. So the wisdom prescription is this. Simply read a proverb a day from the Passion Translation, write down the prescription for you and study that, meditate on that. What does that mean for you? What does that look practically speaking? And then turn that into a prayer with God. So, for example, if I were to just pull it here from Proverbs 1 and turn it into prayer, one of the things that highlighted to me is, dun, dun, dun. within these sayings will be found the revelation of wisdom and the impartation of spiritual understanding. Use them as keys to unlock the treasures of true knowledge. Okay, so I would say, God, thank you so much for your wisdom. Your wisdom gives me revelation, and I thank you, God, for a greater impartation of spiritual understanding. Help me to use them as keys to unlock the treasures of true knowledge that you have for me in Jesus' name. You see what I'm doing here? I am literally taking the word of God and turning it into a prayer and showering myself with truth. Okay, And if you do this every day, you will open yourself up to greater revelation and greater understanding to steer, to steer your course rightly. Okay, It is so, so powerful. Okay, I'm sure as I was reading that, <laughs> there was different parts that were being highlighted to you, right? Oh, it, it's so important who I surround myself with or to have discernment to know that that is not the path for me to go down. Or if I really want to rule and reign in my life, that really comes from my own personal leadership. How am I doing in that area, right? So as you go through, it just empowers you, all right? So that is the wisdom prescription. Now, I am sharing this because it's so important to align your mind with truth. How else can you live a life of truth if you're not first aligning your mind with it? We're transformed by the renewing of our minds. And that renewing work is just that. It is work. Your brain is wired for survival. It is not wired for thriving. Our human brain wants to keep us safe. So it comes up with a whole lot of drama that keeps us stuck. So unless you are proactively renewing your mind every day and unlocking wisdom and revelation and discernment, you're going to fall back into to old patterns. It should be no surprise to you. So it is so important to practice aligning your mind with truth. And as you learn to practically speak truth and declare God's word and truth over your life, and you walk in identity, because you can really walk in identity when you're reminding yourself every day who you are, you'll use truth then as a weapon against any stronghold, against any lie, against any distraction that the enemy might present you with, okay? So it is so, so important. Transformation comes from surrendering your beliefs, not your heart. I am willing to repent, to turn from these lies, to turn from these strongholds, to turn from these things that I have submitted to and open myself up willingly to new wisdom, to new guidance, to new direction and sound counsel in my life, okay? And really, as you're reading the, these proverbs, take note of the things that really spark your spirit and light you up because they are your sword for the next season, okay? These are your tools. These are your weapons. These are going to be how you fight because we wrestle not with flesh and blood and God will give you a strategy, okay? And if you haven't practiced with your sword before the battle, you probably won't do as well in the battle. So it's really important 
to recognize that everything you're facing right now is training for where you're going. And the greater the vision for the future is, the greater the power and purpose you have for the present. We really don't know what we're being trained for, but as we're reading the word, as we're connecting with God, he reveals more and more of that picture and that vision every day. Okay, so keep this in mind. What's happening in you is more important than what's happening through you. And if you allow the right things to happen in you, it will be impossible for doors of influence to not open in your life. Okay, so when it comes to an exercise that I promised, in addition to this wisdom prescription, you're getting a doozy here today, a bonus of knowledge and information. I want you to think about a couple of things, and I'm just going to guide you through this, okay? What is currently motivating you or what is compelling you to move forward in your life right now? What is it that you're hungry for? What is it that you're desiring? You want to pay attention to what those things are, okay? With that, describe one thing that you most want to learn, change, or reinforce, okay? So I often hear things like, I want to up-level my life. I want to break through my limiting beliefs. I want to stop living from my comfort zone. I want to stop hiding. I want to stop living a mediocre life and just going through the motions, right? But what I don't hear is the one thing that you most want to learn, change, or reinforce. I hear what you don't want, but what do you want? What do you want to change, to learn, to reinforce, okay? And then how will you know if you've achieved that outcome in your life? What will the evidence be? How will you know, okay? So think about this as you probably, if you've listened to these podcast episodes, even just for the last few weeks, we've been talking about some of the goals that you might have and some of the vision that you might have for this year, just even for these next 12 months, right? Closer to 11 now. Okay. What are those? And just think about that. Is that what your life has been about? What has your life been about so far? What is your primary focus been? What have you put or where even, what have you put most of your time and energy into, okay? What are events that have really shaped your life? What have you learned from those? And then what are beliefs that have shaped your life? You know, life is good, life is hard, life is no meaning, life is what you make of it. Like what beliefs have actually shaped your life? And I say that a belief is just a thought that you keep thinking. (laughs) And when you think it over and over again, it becomes a stronghold. And sometimes we let the wrong things get a stronghold of us and steer our course. Okay? A lot of times we're not using a prescription of wisdom to guide our course. What do you believe is within your control? And what are you responsible for? Responsible, I say, is your ability to respond what have you been given the ability to respond to? What is with your, within your control? And what is out of your control? I think it's really profound to think about this, but <laughs> so many things are out of our control, which is just a testimony to why we need God. God is our creator. God is the one that knows how we're wired and what we need and what we desire. And so connecting with God is a, a, a way to step into the fullness of what he has for you. And he ultimately knows what will bring you fulfillment and what will not. Okay. 
What do you believe about relationships with a partner, with family, with friends, with associates? Who do you believe you are? How do you identify yourself? If you had to describe yourself to somebody else, what would you say? What do you have certainty about in your life? Where are you uncertain? What is most important in your life? What is great in your life today? What are you excited about? What are you proud of? What is missing in your life? What will it take for you to get or experience what it is that you desire? Okay, so questions like this, and again, (laughs) this might be a podcast episode that you want to star, that you want to re-listen to, that you want to sit down with a notebook so you can actually pause and replay different sections and just actually sit and answer those questions with God because self-awareness alone is dangerous. You only want to look at yourself with God so that he really reveals his perspective, okay? But this is so powerful because it really opens the way for what you've been making important in your life, what you've been pursuing, and what maybe you are missing out on, so to speak, right? Now, I want you as homework, as homework, to think of a list of emotions that you typically experience in a week. Think about it. One week, what are the emotions that you experience? And you can really include both resourceful and unresourceful emotions because quite simply put, emotions are literally energy that we're putting in motion. And they are formed from thought vibrations. A thought literally is energy. It's vibrating. And then from that thought, we vibrate into a feeling. And then we start to really feel some kind of way. And we're putting energy in motion as we're doing this. And then we behave or show up out of that. Okay? So you can very quickly start to see the wrong thoughts will make me feel very disempowered. Okay, and then I become unresourceful and I show up and I act like it. All right. So for this exercise, literally write down emotion one, emotion two, emotion three, write down 10 emotions, 10. I'm asking for 10 emotions that you typically feel in a week. Now, what I find is very interesting about this is we typically can only think of three. (laughs) So you can imagine if you're only living in three emotions, what your life is life experience or the quality of your life is. If you're only living out of three emotions consistently throughout your week, that is the quality of your life. Okay, so the idea or the the mission behind this exercise is to see what you are experiencing in a week, in a week, because a week becomes another week and another week, and it becomes a month, and it becomes a year, and it becomes your life. And so it's very easy for us to have the same year over and over, the same life experiences over and over, because we're not consciously creating our lives with God and really co-laboring with him, okay? All right, so after you write down your top 10 emotions that you experience in a week, describe what your typical emotional triggers or responses are, how you're using your responsibility, okay? So what you can do is you can choose what the emotional, the resourceful emotions are and what the unresourceful emotions are, okay? So take a resourceful emotion, 
from the list that you created, then describe a typical situation that triggers that emotion and what you do, if anything, to make that emotion better, okay? Think about that. So an example, the emotion could be love and the situation could be when I see my child and the trigger could be her smile and then an enhancer of it could be I tickle her and we both laugh, right? So think about a resourceful emotion from the list you created, then describe a typical situation that triggers that emotion and what you do, if anything, to enhance that emotional experience in your life, okay? Then what you're going to do is you're going to do it on the other scale. Choose an unresourceful emotion from the list you've created and describe a typical situation that triggers that emotion. What you do, if anything, to make that emotion go away. Because we often try to run, avoid, shut down, do nearly anything we can to not feel emotions that are uncomfortable for us to experience, okay? So an example would be of an unresourceful emotion, overwhelm. The situation could be when my boss asks for a project that I haven't finished yet. The trigger could be hearing his voice, okay? And an eliminator could be I go outside to take 10 deep breaths. <laughs> so that's how I let that emotion dissolve. There is a productive way, even if I am feeling uncomfortable, to dissolve that emotion so that I can become clear and present and decide powerfully how I'm going to show up and what it is that I do want to feel. Okay? Super powerful exercise. Okay? Now, what do you do with this exercise? I'm just going to recap it real quick. You're going to make a, a list of emotions that you typically experience in one week, one through 10. Now, you're going to become aware. You can highlight those that are resourceful. You can circle those that are unresourceful. But you want to become aware of, ooh, like what actually is resourceful and productive and what is not for me, given the life that it is that I do desire and I do want to create. Because emotions equal the quality of your life. We tend to avoid them. We tend to resist them. But you cannot heal what you will not feel. And I have found that this is a very powerful exercise to actually find joy in the process versus resistance to the process, okay? All right. So first step, write out those emotions. Second, second step, describe those emotions that are resourceful. What triggers those types of emotions for you and what you'll do, if anything, to make them better. And then on the flip side, identify the unresourceful emotions, describe a situation that triggers that emotion, what you do, if anything, to make that emotion go away. From this exercise and doing this inner soul work, this inner work, <laughs> it helps you develop personal power leadership, self-mastery, because what it provides for you or what it opens up for you is a vision of the quality of life that you do want. And it reveals to you, oh, this is an area that I need to repent. This is an area that I really need to partner with God in. This is an area where I have weakness. Let the weak say I'm strong, right? This is an area where I really want to grow. This is actually the quality of uh, the quality of life that I want, but I am spending no time in these emotions at all. I'm not even cultivating these in my life. So it brings you a different level of depth and clarity about what it is that you can actually do to create a different quality of life for yourself. Now, I will say wisdom is the prescription. So you might read about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is full of resourceful emotions, okay? The kingdom of God is often said to be righteousness, 
I'm in right standing in right standing with God. There's nothing I need to prove. My worth isn't negotiable, right? So I feel good about that. Peace. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding is something that I can activate and live from every day. Joy. That means joy is a third of the kingdom. God values joy because God says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Okay? Are you living in righteousness, peace, and joy? (laughs) Are you living in faith? Are you living in certainty? We need certainty in our life. And on the flip side, we also need some uncertainty. We need to have a sense of adventure. We need some excitement. We need some spontaneity and some childlike wonder. I actually don't know where I'm going, but I know it's good because I know the one who's leading me there. (laughs) And God is a good God. And he's a God that guides me into experiencing more of his goodness. We go from faith to faith and from glory to glory, right? So I can trust that. And that gets me excited. It helps me tap into that childlike wonder in a different way. Imagine if you started activating more of the emotions and the qualities of heaven. This is where God's vibes matter comes from. It's all about inner alignment. It's really lining up with the kingdom of God, with God. How can I get to this place of inner unity, right? Through truth, I have to be able to see clearly and God is light. He illuminates my darkness, right? So any of these unresourceful emotions, I can really work with God to stabilize my emotions, to help me renew my minds in areas where I'm believing lies and I have no hope, right? In areas where I don't have vision and it's completely dark, God can illuminate all of that for me and help me to steer rightly. And so I'm suggesting two things, that this emotion exercise will help you be motivated to seek wisdom, okay? In my own strength, in my own understanding, I see what I create. And I might not like who I'm becoming. I might not like the quality of the life that I have. I might not like how I'm feeling every day. I might be really highly trained and skilled at everything that doesn't feel good and that is not working in my life. But how is that working out for me, really? Right? But with God and with the right partnership, I I very much am an advocate of coaching because we can't always see our blind spots and we have a lot of mind drama. So a coach, if you're partnered with a coach, a, a coach can bring wisdom, can bring prayer, can bring prophecy, can bring vision, can bring clarity, can release breakthrough, can give you keys to your destiny, right? That you you could totally be missing. So I believe in investing in things that will help me to grow in my personal leadership and self-mastery. And so I believe coaching is a vehicle to help you do that as well. This is not something that we can do on our own. So to just think that you can think your way out of it, the same thinking that created your quality of life is not the thinking that's going to get you out of it. It is not, right? And without revelation and wisdom and understanding, we can't steer our course. We become foolish, as the word says, right? We are not able to walk uprightly and securely, but we can be bold. We can be confident. We can be courageous when we're partner with God and the truth in our life. That's what gives us confidence when we are secure in who we are and who we're here to be. When we know that we have power and authority and we can renew our minds and we can choose to activate different emotions, right? It says, be bold and courageous so many times in the word. It says, do not fear. 
<laughs> do not fear. If it's telling me to do that, I'm probably going to feel fear, but that means I can activate something else. I can worship God. I can praise. I can give thanks. I can start stirring up my faith and encourage myself in the Lord and encourage myself in truth. But this is the work. It's Holy Spirit boot camp is what I call it. It is supernatural, spiritual weightlifting, okay? And you don't get stronger at something that you're not practicing and that you're not really focusing on and pursuing. So I hope if I've done anything today, I've encouraged you to pursue wisdom as if your life depends on it because it does. And seek God for your own prescription this year. We make all the plans, but it is God who directs our steps. So my hope is that this will provide clarity and understanding in different contexts and perspective for you. And it will also start stirring up this desire in you to do this beautiful inner work. Your life will not work until you do, okay? So if you are looking to work with a coach or find out if coaching is the right vehicle to help you get the results that you've been wanting to get for years in your life, visit julianapage.com. I am happy to connect with you and at least get on a free consult with you. I will say that I'm only working with a select number of people, so I cannot guarantee that those spots will still be available. They are already booking up. So if you are somebody that does want to work with a coach and explore that avenue, visit julianapage.com. There's also great resources over there about how to reclaim your spiritual authority, how to co-labor with God, how to just level up your consecration and devote more time and space to God in your life, how to rule and reign in your life, how to step into royalty, so many things. So make sure you go check that out. And until next time, stay blessed. <laughs>